right, hello everybody. Welcome to First Pop Culture. My name is Richard. With me is Greg. Hello. And also with me is Johnny. I was against this approach early on, but apparently they were against my resistance. Dicks. Oh God, that's a terrible pun and a terrible way to pronounce against, and it was all in there. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Richard, this is going to be the worst show you've ever been part of. Okay, well, uh, some more time has passed uh, since our last episode. Actually, I think possibly two episodes since we're doing a special WrestleMania show uh, at some point in there. Um, and it, we've had a good time. Uh, but that being said, what are you watching? Oh, man. I'll let Greg go first. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you go first? I, uh, well, the dumb show I was watch- I watched was <laughs> The Spy Who Shagged Me. Austin oh, Powers. yeah. All the Austin Powers flicks are on Netflix now. Yeah, I watched it because I was like, oh, it's on there. So I watched that. I was like, God, how the hell did I even like this? It still made me laugh. So. <laughs> yeah, I um, I've actually got a, a kind of funny Austin Powers story. So um, when I was in high school, I was in uh, DECA, which like maybe one person listening has any clue what that is. But it's basically a, a club. It's a drug for... club? No, it's it's a club for all the business students. If you take any of the business classes, you're automatically in DECA. Um, but part of that being they do a trip your junior year to Chicago. So we all get in all these buses and roll up to Chicago in our junior year. And the first stop, though, is this mall in Indianapolis, which seemed forever away at that point in time, even though like the wife drives there once a month now and I tend to go with her quite a bit. Uh, but I go into this mall in Indianapolis and it happened to be the day that Austin Powers came out on VHS. <laughs> so I buy Austin Powers and I'm like, hey man, we can show movies on the bus, right? I have this thing where I have a very selective memory when it comes to inappropriate stuff in movies. Like I'll sit there and watch a movie and like, they could drop an F-bomb or a dozen F-bombs, and I will just completely forget it when I'm telling someone how appropriate it may or may not be. <laughs> so my my teacher looks at me and he goes, we are not watching Austin Powers. And I go, I don't think anything inappropriate happened when I watched it in the theater. He goes, there is no way. And I'm like, no, I don't even think they curse in it. There is an entire scene of that movie dedicated to the fembots running around in 90s and shooting out of their nipples. And I am at a Catholic high school. I just remember looking over and he's just glaring at me and he goes, nothing inappropriate, huh? <laughs> but he didn't turn it off. Hey. He loves awesome powers. Well, let's pump the brakes on that. Oh, you're Canadian. It's fine. So is... Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally the lead actor. 
I think I have I more grounds to complain than you do. I know that's what makes it amazing. Okay, so uh, my recommendation for the week I'm going to give is Community. Community is also available on Netflix. Uh, they have just put the entire series on, including um, after NBC canceled it, it was saved and put on a Yahoo. Yahoo started streaming it on a service they had called Yahoo Screens. So hardly anyone ever actually watched season six of the show. Um, but yeah, that is on. Uh, that is now on Netflix, and I've watched uh, the majority of season one over the last couple days. 22 minutes long, starring Joel McHale, Jillian Jacobs, Allison Brie, and Chevy Chase, along with uh, Danny Pudi and Donald Glover. Uh, a very young Donald Glover. It's uh, it's on Amazon here. Um, it's worth a watch. Uh, if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, Dan Harmon is the creator of it. If you're a fan of Avengers, uh, the Russo brothers... Uh, helped co-produce it and directed something like 122 episodes combined or something like that. I don't know. They, they directed a ton of it, including some of the biggest episodes, uh, including their paintball episodes. Uh, really good show. Really high recommendation. Uh, I watched it all as it came out and I am watching it again now. Uh, and it really does hold up. Nice. <laughs> I just got a message that I'm not allowed to drink any more coffee. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Ashley said I can't drink anymore. She's going to ground me. Hey. I understand. Um, Richard's trying to decide if that was a pun or not. He's like, oh, God damn it. I hadn't even gotten there. I was just trying to think of the implication of of grounding when you can't leave the house. Why do you have to ruin everything with your stupid, <laughs> shitty internet? Right? I'm starting to lag now, Richard. <laughs> the video's on delay. This is terrible. Uh, Everything's fine on my end. So uh, No, we're just... Okay. Uh, yeah, so okay. my recommendation... For the week. No, no. What have you been watching? Both. Uh, what have I been watching this week? Shit, man. Mostly just Dark Side of the Ring, to be honest with you. I know that was my recommendation last time, but uh, it's actually what I've been on. It's it's taken me four days to get through the one episode of New Jack. Because <laughs> I start playing, and then something happens, and I have to pause it. Or the server starts buffering every five seconds. And I'm like, I don't have, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have the patience for when that starts to happen. So I just switch service. I just go from whatever I'm watching on Amazon. I'll hop over to Disney. If that's not going to work, I'll go to my buddy's server. If that's not working, I'm going to go back to Amazon. It's And if that doesn't work, then I go on to MLB The Show and it doesn't work. That sucks. Yeah, I don't really have that happen. Womp womp. Um, so it's... Um, yeah, man. I've been kind of all over the place this week, but I've been trying desperately to finally get through Dark Side of the Ring. And on a random note, I did watch Pitch Perfect 2 again because Go Pack Go! And it is still 
one of the funniest movies I think I've seen in a very long time. Okay. Judge me, Greg. Judge me. Hey, I've seen them all, so I <laughs> let's be honest. All three of us have seen all three films. Richard, you don't have to lie. I, I actually, and I'm not judging it, but I haven't. He's judging. He's silently judging right now. Well, considering you can see my face, and it's definitely a face of judgment. Yeah, I, I probably am. No, yeah. I'm. I'm just kidding. I mean, hell, I I said that I was watching Legally Blonde a couple weeks ago, so. Uh no it's it's fine. Okay anyway um so last week we touched on a little bit um kind of some of the insanity that's going on right now when we were talking about empty arena wrestling um but there has been just a lot of really weird shit being offered to us and I'm not saying weird shit is in like. Oh my God, this is awful. Why is anyone paying attention to this? I just mean like, I never thought that I would turn on my TV at nine o'clock on a Sunday night and see a virtual reunion of the Backstreet Boys in the middle of a concert that was being broadcast from a bunch of people's living rooms. Like, isn't it? kind of crazy all the stuff that's been going on where people have been going out of their way to try to entertain us because we're stuck in our house basically um i have different feelings about it i'm not really <laughs> one of the things <laughs> i'm gonna cuss i'm gonna i'm gonna burn up our one f bomb right now um it's funny because someone has posted, I forget who did the story. It was probably something stupid like, oh God, I can't even think of the websites anymore. Like Dipley or whatever those are, or like BuzzFeed where they're like, oh no, because of this, celebrities are having to go without their makeup. My buddy reposted the story. He's like, who gives a fuck? Like, really? What? Are we just starting to realize now that beyond what they do in film, music, whatever, that these people are just not that friggin' interesting, man. <laughs> it's, I have no, I feel the same way about that that I do about them replaying classic or repeating games that have been on TV. I can't rewatch live sports. I don't care. I, it's, it doesn't entertain me. It doesn't do anything for me. I know it, there's a lot of people that are really excited. That's great. If it's helping you get through this. I think that's fantastic, but I've already done it, man. And I'm not going to sit there for, even if you cut the commercials and all the nonsense that was going on, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and watch the whole thing again. The only exception to that is that I did rewatch Mark Burley's perfect game when they broadcast it on Facebook live, but Mark Burley, even with commercials and everything else only took an hour and a half to pitch a game. It took well, 50 minutes to get through that game, and I just wanted to see, A, the Dwayne Wise catch at the wall, and the final end, and maybe the Grand Slam. The Josh Fields Grand Slam was fantastic. But, like, I just, I can't get into it, man. I don't care. There's other things I need to focus on. Thank you, Garth Brooks and all those guys that have been doing concerts for people at home that want to be able to sit at home. I think that's nice. What I would rather see is release concert footage. Because the issue with them doing it from home 
is that it's not a concert if you don't have the audience. And it takes a lot of the energy out and the positivity. And it's like, I can tell you right now, if the guys from Iron Maiden sat at home and like did an acoustic set and I got to watch it, I would like, this makes me sound like a bad fan, maybe. I wouldn't be into it. I don't really care. If you're going to replay a live concert they had at a festival, I will watch the entire thing. Because the energy difference, that's what I need right now. I, I don't need the muted, the low key, the whatever. I need that spike. I need that bump. I need that shot of adrenaline that I get from like hearing my favorite song with 30,000 people singing in tandem with, you know, Bruce Dickinson. I, it's, I'm not going to sit here and watch somebody pluck an acoustic guitar for an hour. Um, okay. So I'm going to hard disagree on basically everything you just said <laughs> aside from, um, so regarding the live sports, uh, replays. I, I will honestly agree with you. I am not a giant fan of watching live sports replays. Um, like the Reds have been playing the 75 World Series for the last few days. Um, and it's awesome, but like I have no connection to it. Yeah. And for example, like I assume at some point they're going to replay the 90 World Series. Mm-hmm. I do have a connection to that. I still don't know if I'm going to watch it. But I'll tell you what would make me a lot more interested in watching it. Play me the entire broadcast from beginning to end, including the commercials. Dude, I want to see that 1990 Pepsi's commercial. You just I want to see. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's that is an absolute blast from the past. That is that is a moment out of time. It takes it would take me back to being nine all over again. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, I, I relatively agree. If, if I have a personal connection to something, I would be interested in watching it. Like, um, there was talk, uh, around opening day. A lot of people were saying they wanted to see the Reds replay opening days from the past. And Fox sports is like, great. I'll give you one. You may not remember 2019. (laughs) Um, 2019 doesn't really do anything for me. It was a good opening day. They won, if I remember correctly, in walk-off fashion. Um, But I would vastly prefer to see, like, for example, 2011. 2011 is my favorite opening day uh, for personal reasons because I went to the game. I went with my brother-in-law because my dad wasn't available that day. Um, He sat next to me, and we watched... um, two Brewers fans sitting two rows ahead of us just be absolute dickheads the entire game because the Brewers read the, led the entire game yeah. and they were holding up this sign that said, uh, it was like Brewers sweep reds, Brewers sweep division, Brewers sweep world series. And it was their predictions for the 2011 season. And they were just, I mean, they were the most obnoxious fans I have ever been around. And I've gone to a lot of freaking games. I mean, definitely into the hundreds. And the Reds won that with a walk-off home run off of their closer. And watching these dudes just absolutely deflate and shit themselves is the greatest thing that I've ever seen. 
at a sporting event. So I'd watch that bar none. But there's very, very few other games that I'd be like, oh, yeah, I really want to watch that whole thing beginning to end. But that's what I mean. Like, be more selective in what you're broadcasting. Like, I know this is not going to sit well. I would love to watch, as a unique idea, throw the Homer Bailey no-hitters back-to-back. Yeah, no, I, I would watch that. I would watch... Um, I. You know, I would almost like to see like a, like a key moments broadcast where they're like, oh, here's the last three innings of Jay Bruce's walk off to win the 2010 National League Central. So they do that here. It's called Jays in 30 and they take half an hour and they recap the entire game. They don't give you everything. They just give you like, you know how they have that game tracker where it's like the moments where the likelihood to win is increased yeah. stuff like that. They play those moments and go through the whole at bat. That. I kind of used to dig because I wouldn't get home until 12, 31 o'clock. And unless they were on the West coast, I didn't have the option to watch anything. Whereas if I can get right. home, I'm having dinner. As soon as I'm done work, I can watch literally the Jays in 30 be done. Go to bed. Right. Do something like that. I think that'd be a great idea or take those full, like give me the Jay Bruce walk off game because you know, what's coming and you're sitting there and like, you know, the anticipation that's building on that. You know what I mean? Give me something like, but don't, don't just start doing games for the sake of doing the games. Right. I, 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 nobody, nobody cares, man. I'm sorry. Like (laughs) regarding the, uh, stars and concerts, I have really enjoyed the ones that I've watched at this point. I watched the Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood one. And I watched the, um, the one that was on on Sunday night, I think on NBC, no Fox. It was on Fox. Um, and I like it because it's it's a nice, you know, it's a chance for them. It, like, the one on Fox was obviously pre-taped. Um, but the one with Garth and Trisha, that was live from their studio in their basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were taking requests throughout it and doing a lot of very interactive stuff. Um, so I enjoy that, but I'm also someone who does enjoy acoustic sets. Like, the fact that on the Fox one, Dave Grohl played My Hero Acoustic, that is my favorite version of My Hero. I, the first time I heard that was in the late 90s, early 2000s, downloaded off of Napster. And I have always loved that. And when they finally released it, I believe on um, Skin and Bones, it was one of the tracks on disc two. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might have been on In Your Eye. Anyway, they did one that was a, du- was a du- dual disc and the second disc was all acoustic. And they released it with that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, it took them long enough but I've always loved that particular version of my hero. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, Julie, come here and listen to this beautiful song. And she comes out and looks at the screen and listens to it. And she goes, daddy, I, I know you play this for me in the car. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and listen to the pretty music. Um, I just, it's, I, I, you and I are very different people in like music and what music, what I use music for. Right. (laughs) I, it's, I think there's a time and a place for acoustic sets. I don't mind if they throw one or two tracks in a live performance. I think that's fantastic. I love the change up, but they have on our local radio station every Sunday, all they run is acoustic. 
So like, it's just, it's, I've already gotten that. And I would rather see it sprinkled into a live performance than just sit there and watch the entire thing. But like, as I said, if people are enjoying it, that's awesome. It's just not my style, man. I would love to see them release video footage from concerts. Yeah. Give me a live They're... performance. Give me, you know, music station, put on rock and Rio. I, I'm very biased. You guys both know. There's nothing beyond Iron Maiden for me. Everything else is just kind of like, if I'm in the mood for it, that's great. It's not like the lead singer's a weird cult leader on an island somewhere. So, I mean, we're both okay with that. The nice thing is that I just, I love the energy that comes from a performance from those, and I'm talking like festival bands, not arenas, whatever it is. Give me the festival. I want to see like the ocean of humanity because like that fires me up. That gets me pumped up and it gives me a little bit of a boost in the day. Well, uh, so I'm going to give you a interesting, um, interesting watch. There is a TV show that, in, or I'm sorry, TV show, a TV channel that unless you watch wrestling, you probably are not aware exists. It is called Axis TV. Uh, they are most famous at this point for having Impact Wrestling. But... With that, Access TV uh, also does a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they now, on their website, which is access.tv, uh, are live streaming concerts uh, from their big concert archive. So they have a live streaming concert hub. And it looks like basically every day they are just putting a whole bunch of random shit on here. Uh, and it's kind of neat, um, but they also have a bunch of stuff like they're getting ready to play 2019 Farm Aid. Um, God, there used to be a channel, and I can't think of what it was called, but there was a channel on DirecTV that specifically that's what they did, is they played old concert footage. Hi-Fi? I don't think it was called Hi-Fi. That might be but just it, what it was called here, because they used to just do like all the... like the Live Aid stuff, and yeah, they used to play a bunch of old concerts. I used to watch old Queen performances on there, like, every yeah. weekend, man. And that's that's what was freaking great, is you could flip it on, and it'd be like, oh, here is, you know, the 2004 Farm Aid video. Uh, and they would run Farm Aid that entire weekend, and it would be, like, at that point, 10 years old, but it would still be awesome. Um, and then when you would get to like a big weekend, like, um, you know, Bonnaroo or whatever, they would just run Bonnaroo beginning to end that entire weekend. So I really liked that channel. And I had not thought about that in a long time because I haven't had direct TV in a long time. But uh, yeah, I miss that. Yeah. Well, and it's I own like 15 Blu-rays of concerts, so it's not like I'm going to be short on opportunities. Greg. Yep. If they were going to rebroadcast two of your favorite musical performances or you could get two of your favorite artists doing a from home acoustic set who are you picking well i didn't watch any of this stuff from home i think it's boring so <laughs> yeah care less who did that um sorry i i usually just watch just stuff that's monotonous stuff that'll keep you know, it has high energy that not a lot of words because I do a lot of reading and a lot of technical things I have to do, like studying. So, I, like, I usually have Ultra or some of those dance music things on. Okay. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of energy going, but it's not, there's not a ton of words, so it's not distracting to me. 
Yeah. So I'll usually play those like, you know, hour, two hour, three hour long sets just to have something going so I don't have to mess with it while I'm doing something else. Well, so you just want like the background, right? Yeah, I just want most background news. Okay. You know, usually I'll watch YouTube channels, you know, that type of stuff. If I want to pay attention to content, I'll just watch something off YouTube. Something I'm interested in that allows me to control what I'm seeing. And YouTube is, by the way, another great resource for this because a lot of artists have been dumping their concerts on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so Julie has been to a ton of concerts. She has been to, uh, she's been to Taylor Swift. She's been to Elton John. Julie, come back here. <laughs> I'm just, I'm watching her like sidestep away from Richard right now. Like, no, I'm not doing this again. Uh, she's been to Weird Al a couple times. Uh, Julie, what's your favorite concert you've ever been to? Is it Taylor Swift? Or is it Elton John? Um. Or is it Hugh Jackman? She's, I'm sorry, I, I caught her mid-chip. So she's trying to take as long as humanly possible chewing her chip so she can think about her answer. Flair for the dramatic like her father. <laughs> I know, you can't say all of them. I Was there one you liked more than all the rest? All of them. Who does okay. she want to go see again? Who do you, who would you if if I told you we could go to a concert right now and it's any of the people that I just said, who would it be? Weird Al. Weird Al, that's my girl. All right, you can go ahead now, baby. Love you. <laughs> and you can't see this, but he's actually pushing her away from the computer now. <laughs> Pushed her in the face. <laughs> with force. With force. Um, no, that's really funny. I mean, that's, that's one of those things. I think maybe next episode when we give our recommendations, we'll, uh, maybe we'll try to come up with three different live performances we can give people that they can check out on YouTube or any one of those services that we previously mentioned, and that'll give them another nine hours of entertainment. Uh, so one of the things that I have really liked that, uh, have, people have been doing to try to keep us entertained during this time frame. Um, the, a bunch of different Doctor Who people have been live tweeting Doctor Who episodes in watch alongs. And I don't know why, but I find that like, I find that really fun. I find it fun to like Matt Smith is infamously not on social media. He joined social media just for this. So I got a question for you and I think this is gonna make a lot of sense. You watch films with the running commentary, don't you? Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's See that? No. Yep. There you go. Nope. <laughs> but again, man, like that's, that's your thing. Like you're interested in getting the insight, you know, it's, I, I enjoy Dr. Who. I'm not like, it's not going to be a be all end all for me. So like I get, I get the appeal. It's like when I'm watching a wrestling documentary and they interview the guys, I want the inside. Like I want to know right. what's going on. I want to know like what the thought process was as they were like going through the storyline, like what was going on. And I mean, I, Hey, I get it, but that's, it's, it's interesting that I always like knowing who enjoys watching like the extras with the commentary on their films. Cause it's like my biggest pet I, peeve is I just, I already know what's happening. It, it's, there's nothing that substantial that could have happened during the shooting of a film that I didn't already read on a website somewhere. 
But that's well, that's cool I know, though. You would say something different about that. <laughs> I, I I think what I like about this that it's less invasive. You know, I like watching movies multiple times. I like watching some TV shows multiple times. Yep. And that's the one thing that I'm not a gigantic fan of with commentaries. Like if, if you get someone in there that is just really funny, the commentary can be really, really good uh, and really entertaining on its own. But in a lot of times it's like, okay, you know, it, and this is why I don't do that very often anymore. But, you know, you turn on a commentary and it's just a director like, oh man, this shot was really hard to get. You know, we, we, it took us actually 27 takes to get this shot just right. <laughs> And that does Dread. nothing for me. Um, but then you have like some commentaries where it's like uh, Tropic Thunder, where Robert Downey Jr. did the entire commentary as Lincoln Osiris. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I can watch that commentary right now. <laughs> um, so what I like about um, what I like about the tweet along aspect of it is, it gives you an opportunity to watch your show, not actually have it interrupted, but just pay attention to a Twitter feed for a minute or two. Um, and, but still get, you know, all of the gist of what's happening in the show. It's not just a running set of pictures with someone talking over it. Um, along with that, one of the other things I found really interesting is there are a lot of, there are a lot of people trying to figure out how to kind of at the same time make money while doing this. And Wizard World, who runs Comic-Cons, has figured out their way to do it is to run virtual Comic-Cons. Which is where they'll run free panels that anybody can watch and all this other stuff. And I thought that was interesting. I, it's, it's actually funny because when I first saw it and I first saw the information on it, I was like, wow, that's incredibly altruistic of them to get these stars together to do virtual panels on like their old shows. And then I saw the hook, which is they're trying to get you to pay these stars to then FaceTime with you or send you a video message or sign an autograph that they're then going to mail you later. So it's like cameo. It's that's exactly what it is. Basically wizard world just started their own cameo service. And I was just like, Holy crap. I don't know. I, I found it to be very interesting, um, but not something I would necessarily partake in. I do find it kind of cool that a lot of those kinds of people are doing those custom shout outs now where you can pay like a hundred bucks and they'll send you like a recording or message, whatever it is. Nice thing is yeah. you would probably do it for your kid, but with you guys, you take her to all these things anyway. So like she's already gotten that face-to-face -face interaction, which is awesome. And actually you did, I don't, unless I missed it and briefly had a moment of mental lapse. Uh, you actually got something pretty sweet in the mail this week too. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I did not talk about it. So um, there is a Comic-Con that runs near us called GalaxyCon. Uh, they usually run Louisville. I think they run Raleigh, a few other places. Well, a couple of years ago, uh, nowhere near us, they had Peter Capaldi in. And I guess one of the things they do when they're doing their Comic-Cons is they'll have the stars sign a few extra items that they then hang on to for their, you know, giveaways or eBay or whatever. Well, they did just did a massive listing dump for eBay 
and they tossed up a uh, picture of Peter Capaldi, who was the 12th Doctor signed. Peter has done very few Comic-Cons here in the U.S., and none of them have been anywhere near us. Uh, I think the closest one to us was probably Baltimore. Or, no, I'm sorry, D.C. He did D.C. Um, so I have no idea when he's going to be anywhere near us, kind of like, you know, Eccleston until last year when he did actually come near us. So I went ahead and picked up an autographed picture of Peter Capaldi for 50 bucks. Nice. So I now have uh, War through 12th. I have autographs of. Um, so that's pretty cool. We're, we're still working on getting all basically all of the modern era doctors. So I just need Jodie Whittaker to do some sort of appearances. That's, and honestly, 50 bucks. I don't know if people out there actually is, is Joe the one that collects the autographs? Uh, I believe Joe does collect autographs. Like yeah. crazy amounts of autographs, right? So maybe he would know better than I, but like 50 bucks seems pretty reasonable for an autographed 8 by 10 50 bucks is incredibly reasonable. Just to, to kind of put that into perspective, um, when we first started watching Doctor Who, when Julie was tiny, um, we went to um, Cincinnati Comic Expo and they had the eighth Doctor there. Right. The Eighth Doctor was in a grand total of one movie and a seven-minute short. That's the entire time he was Doctor Who. Um, and he was charging at that point in time, and we're talking about close to a decade ago, he was charging $40 for a picture and $40 for an autograph. He recently was near us again. He sold out, and he was charging 100 bucks for an autograph. Wow. So it's, <sighs> yeah, 50 bucks is by far the cheapest I paid to get anything signed by a doctor. Right. Because at that point in time, we didn't get a signature from the eighth doctor, and I'm kicking myself on that now. But, uh, yeah. That's, I don't know, man. I've, and I've hesitated a couple times. I know. And I'm, I'm going to kick myself for the rest of my life. Uh, Fan Expo, which is like Canada's largest con. Yeah. Um, Stan Gigantic Lee, in the fall. They had Stanley, and they did uh, breakfast yeah. with Stan. And it was like 300 bucks. And I'm like, I can't justify it. Honestly, man, I will. That is probably the biggest regret that I have pertaining to any of those events, especially given the fact that, like, you know, Dude created my favorite character in the Marvel universe of all time with Ben Grimm. And like, just to know that that'll never happen now. Um, I have a Stan Lee pop from Comic-Con 2012, I think. And they only made like 500 of them. And I've had people who see my collection on the pop price guide and have messaged me. And I can't even begin to tell you like hundreds of dollars is what they're offering for that. And I'm like, that's, I, if I had met him, and had him sign something, it wouldn't be as big a deal. It's just, it's stuff, right? It's stuff. But that right. is my tangible connection to a guy who, by all rights and means, had a gigantic influence. Like, without Stan Lee, we probably don't even have this pot, like, this show. Because the influence on the culture, man, like, it's, he's, you can say what you want about the way he went about things and, like, how he kind of conducted himself when it came to some of the business side of things. But, like, 
there's no, I'm sure we have pulp culture, but I don't think it's anywhere near where it is had it not been for that guy and what he brought. So, I mean, it's for me, I think down the road, like if that opportunity presents itself, especially for someone who's not 30 or 40 years old, um, I, I just, I don't think he, like if Ric Flair comes up, I don't think I miss that opportunity now. I, so he actually was at uh, Louisville Supercon when I was there in the fall. <laughs> and I, I stood five feet away from the man. He had no line and I just could not justify the cost. And he wasn't even that expensive. Yeah. I think I saw and him was like 70 bucks last time, which is ridiculous. I think he was 60 for us. And I just, I, I, but I left there. And as soon as I left there, I regretted it. I was like, God damn it. I should have just dropped the 60 bucks. And gotten that signed by gotten something signed by Rick. Yeah, because I think that's another one of those situations where the opportunities to have him sign stuff are probably thinning out. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you can be honest. He's an older gentleman and not great health. So, I mean, that's that brings up another thing. Like, I think most of us are kind of into doing that kind of thing. So. You're number one. What's what's that? What's your white whale? Which and hopefully it's not a larger male white guy because that's a terrible comparison. But who's who's your like? Who's your? Um, oh my god! What's I think? No, no, it, it, <laughs> it, holy grail. Yeah, there we go. Thank you for the guy that's clearly under caffeinated today. Um, honestly, up until this fall, it was Eccleston. Okay. Because Eccleston, um, so Christopher Eccleston, if you have not watched Doctor Who, he was the ninth doctor. He was the doctor for one season, and he got into it with the producers. Um, it's it, it, they'll, They don't talk a whole lot about it. He has admitted that he just, he had a lot of things he disagreed with, and he had a lot of shit going on in his life at the time. He, he's recently admitted that he was anorexic while yep. he was shooting Doctor Who. Um, but because of that, because of all his issues, he has done four years. He had nothing to do with Dr. Who. Uh, they approached him to appear in the 50th. He was supposed to take the spot of the war doctor. Um, and he did get into enough conversations with them to actually like have a conversation and talk about it. And he turned him down Mm -hmm. and that's the closest he's come in since 2005 to having anything to do with the show. So finally, um, I want to say it was late 2018, he appeared at the big Doctor Who convention in London. And that was the first time he did anything Doctor Who related. And I was just like, holy shit, we might actually get nine one day. Yeah. And that was kind of it, though. Like, he he just kind of went radio silence. And then slowly but surely, over the course of last year, he announced a couple appearances here in the U.S. And one of them happened to be a two-hour drive from my house. Right. So, you know, that wasn't going to not happen. Yep. You know, add to it that at the same time, we were able to get um, one of the last two signatures on our Firefly picture, and it was just fantastic. So he was probably my, my you know, quote unquote, white whale. Um, if I were to say one now... I would still really like to get Capaldi in person. Like I would just do a photo since we have something signed. Yeah. Um, and 
the one who I really, really, really need. It is the last picture, the last signature that is physically gettable on our Firefly picture, and that's Gina Torres, and I don't think she does very much. Right. Greg. Nope. Yep. Craig, is there anyone you want to get an autograph of? <laughs> nope. Or just like you're going, like, say you win tickets to an event and you find out someone's going to be there. Doesn't even matter what genre, what industry, whatever it is. Is there anyone, like I was saying with Stan Lee, they did the breakfast with Stan. Let's say they have, Jesus, I don't even, <laughs> tacos. Who do you want to have tacos with? You know what I mean? If you get that opportunity to, like, just sit down and pick somebody's brain, who is it? Oh, dude, I don't have, I don't usually think of stuff like that. Like, I don't go, I don't go in any of these Comic-Cons or, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't phase me, I guess. Okay. I've never been that way. It's not that I just don't care. It's just more of, I've just never, it's never you know, been met a, a lot of, yeah, I've met a lot of famous people. Right. You know, I, I think it's because I grew up around, you know, you know, Pete Rose, an example. Right. He's a family friend. Yep. So I never, I never got starstruck by. It was never stigma, like I don't want to say stigmatized, but it was never like made into that thing that other people see it as, right? Right. Because I was around it, I never really thought, like, okay. Like, I just know, I, I know him as another person. Right. Right. And I, I wouldn't say I necessarily get starstruck, but it, other than uh, Chris Sabo and David Tennant. Um. But. I still, th- I don't know. It's it's a fun hobby for me. Yeah, hundred percent fine. It's just one of those things. I never, you know, never went after autographs, none of that stuff. Right, and see, for me, it's still, still meeting Bret Hart, man. I mean, that's probably Hart and Flair are probably the two, just because like health history and everything else. I probably don't have that many opportunities because I know Bret doesn't even do signings and stuff in the states that much anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, just like as someone growing up with that and as a Canadian, obviously. Um, yeah, so I'd probably say Flair and Hurt just because, like, those are still the two giants that I saw when I was growing up. Which is funny because, like, they were the two of the smaller guys in both their industry. <laughs> yeah. No, that's – it's in a way, I'm kind of jealous because you don't have that like, oh man, like I have to do this because of like the influence that this person, like I'm, I am kind of jealous of your situation in that regard, to be honest. Yeah. I, it's not, I didn't know it was any different. And I was, it goes back to, what I was talking about, you know, a few days ago about how, Hey, you know, it's, it's where if you grew up with something, it doesn't make it, you know, doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. to you in a sense. Like, hey, I grew up around this person, you know, I was always the guy that, it, when my previous works, I was always the guy that had to go to the famous people's houses. Yeah. And make sure all the stuff was working and all the, you know, set up their computers and got to watch a freaking, uh, what was it, the Notre Dame USC game from TJ Hushman's on his house. <laughs> like, it just, it was just something that happened. I was never starstruck with that type of stuff. So more desensitized than anything. Yeah, more desensitized than anything yeah. else. Okay. And and I I did a lot of that before you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I won't name his name, but I I went out to a particular NFL Hall of Famer's house to do stuff, and it, it's funny because like it it never phased me either. 
Um, and it, I, I think, like, did you ever work the golf outings? No. Like, the golf outings were, we were specifically told, like, oh, you have to ask people to sign stuff, and you have to ask people to take pictures with the car and all this other stuff. Yeah. And so, like, that that also never fazed me. And, like, I, I look back now, and to a certain extent, I'm like, what happened to all those pictures? Like, I should have a picture with, like, this guy and that guy. I don't, who even took them? What camera were they on? Where are those files? That's only for uh, the photos that they can send to their donors. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we took the pictures. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, hey, we're sponsoring this hole, and that's our car over there. Will you take a picture with us in front of the car? <laughs> I'm standing there in a, a shirt and clip-on tie, and I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, I'm taking a picture with an NFL Hall of Famer, and no, no one's going to ever do anything with it. Uh, <laughs> one of them I still remember to this day. Uh, you, you guys know who Tony Siragusa is? Mm-hmm. He used to play for the Ravens. Uh, Hall of, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, yep. he was the only one that was just an absolute like dick. Oh, call me shot. He's just like, I'm not taking a picture with you. What you guys are going to start putting that online advertising that I'm, that I'm, uh, you know, advocating for your brand or whatever. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, why don't you play some music on this, uh, this here car of yours? I'm like, okay, well, I've got a iPod here. What do you want to hear? And he's like, play some rock music or something. So I rolled down the windows of the car, turned it on, put some music on the iPod. That guy just seemed like a dude. And, and that man had a gigantic arm. I'm still sitting in the car, and he reaches in through the window and just cranks the stereo. And he goes, yeah, that seems more like it. And I'm like, okay, I didn't need my eardrums or anything. <laughs> I wonder why I have tinnitus now. <laughs> No, that guy kind of seemed like a bit of a douche. And if he's listening, which we know is never going to happen, <laughs> I regret nothing. If you ever want to talk about it face-to-face, you let me know, big guy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, let's see. So, we decided this week we're going to give a different type of recommendation instead of just going straight into a recommendation on a uh, movie or a TV show, because we've done a lot of that. Um, let's go with a recommendation on a game. Oh, Greg, this is your wheelhouse, buddy. What do you got? <laughs> well, I mean, the one I, I haven't played it, but it's really dumb and I love watching it. It's freaking Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I watched it for hours. I think everybody and their mother is playing that right now, too. At yeah, least how it seems to me. I just, I just don't get why I keep watching it, but I just keep watching it. Well, there's quite a bit going on in the world right now, so mindless entertainment isn't the worst thing in the world to find. Yeah, that's fair. Any particular reason, or just no, just no idea. Something that was on, and I was like, oh, I'll see what this game is about, and it's just random people playing it. You know, not big streamers, just people within a hundred to a thousand followers. I'll just watch them play uh, Animal Crossing. Like, huh. That is mind-boggling to me that that still happens. I have no idea. 
There's something in the water, I guess. <laughs> we can't joke about that up here because I was actually living in Walkerton when that happened. Oof. That sucks. Okay, so Animal Crossing. Richard, give the folks something to keep themselves busy. That isn't This is a PC game, but I believe it's also now on Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation. Uh, Cities Skylines. Um, if you are a fan of like old school um, SimCity, it's basically SimCity. Uh, although there are substantially less natural disasters. Uh, but it's it's really fun. I've really enjoyed it to this point. Um, it's uh, it, The graphics are... Like, I don't know, it has the right amount of texturing where everything just looks really pretty. Um, and it does not require, like, a big workhorse to play. So it's a lot of fun for me. I've really enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with something that actually my lovely fiance found, which is a website. And it is located at playingcards.io. And last night with a couple of our friends from north of Chicago there, we were playing a game called Remote Insensitivity, which was previously called Cards Against... I don't have to say it, and then that way we're not in trouble. Um, they had to change the name of it, but it's the same principle. Super inappropriate, super funny. We all had a good laugh. And the nice thing is that we set up a group video chat on Messenger while we were doing that. So, you know, we all hung out. Everyone had, like, a glass of wine, or my buddy David mixed powdered lemonade with vodka. I still don't understand how that's a thing. That's genius. <laughs> yeah um i guess um but yeah we uh we all hung out everyone had a drink and it was it's not the same as getting an eye opportunity to like go visit our friends but at the same time we're at least investing in that relationship a little like it's just like doing this with you guys i mean richard i haven't seen you in two years and greg i haven't seen you ever um but it's it's one of those things that like it kind of it bridges that gap and it kind of makes it a little less bleak, a little less awful, and it's just kind of neat to try and think outside the box. Um, for anyone that's still curious about any of those things, we'll uh, we'll try to provide some sort of link uh, either through Twitter or on the Facebook page so that you can locate each one of those things if you have any interest in doing so. Uh, might be a little bit more challenging with Greg's because I know it's only console based right now, right? Mine? Yeah. I only play PC games. Okay, but it's like it's okay. So it's not mobile or anything. It like they have to pick up the title. If you're talking about Animal Crossing, that is Switch exclusive. That's Switch exclusive. I don't ever play it. I just watch it. (laughs) You guys should all play this. I mean, I don't, but you should. So well, I don't know to switch. So. Everybody needs to play it so that Greg has something to watch. Right. Do this. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, we'll put a couple notes out and just be able to share that with everybody as well moving forward. Um, anything else? I know hopefully everyone had a chance to listen to our WrestleMania review show. Um, if you have any questions about that or if you have any other bits of feedback... Uh, how can they get a hold of you guys? 
Oh, good question. Yeah, we screwed uh, that up last week. Yeah. <laughs> at Richard versus. Greg. At Woe Gregory. And if you're looking for me, it's Richard versus. Tell me how much of a sassy bitch I am all the time, every day, multiple times. But if you have legitimate feedback, <laughs> you would like to provide any one of those two, or you can reach me at Johnny Rudo on Twitter. Uh, outside of that, anything else you want to give them for the rest of the week, guys? Nope. I'm good. Long show. Uh, yeah, Greg's audio track is going to be the worst it's ever been on that one. <laughs> when you guys start talking The Flash, come on. There were shows I didn't talk for the whole 40 minutes. That's valid. Well, and I think we've we've matured in our tastes in that we don't need to talk about The Flash because it's garbage um yeah that's it so hopefully you guys you know stay safe um if you need any other guidelines i do believe richard where are we available with this show that is a great question uh we are everywhere uh we are on spotify itunes um tune in stitcher uh, i think the only one that we're still waiting to hear back on is maybe google play Oh, I, can't, um, I can't say it. I've already used it. <laughs> yeah, it, for the most part, once it, like Spotify and all those other ones, once iTunes grabs you, whatever's left pretty much grabs you at that point. Okay. So if you if you use like Burberry or something like that, you know those weird little ones, they're probably grabbing us from iTunes anyway. So okay. So uh, we're, we're happy to, if, if you are listening to us, maybe on a direct download from our host, which is totally fine too, um, and you have a particular podcast platform you would wish to listen to us that we're not on for some reason, please come back and let us know. Uh, hit me up on that Richard versus uh, email or Twitter account. <laughs> or don't forget, we're on Facebook. Are we? Uh, I mean, I post the episodes there. We don't do much else. <laughs> We're really good at like fan engagement at this point. We can't even call it fans. We just have people that have nothing better to do but yeah. listen to our bullshit. Yeah, let, let's be clear. It's not fans. They're listeners. <laughs> and there are seven of them. Oh, it's good shit. <laughs> All right, send them home. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>